You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of mikey's indy 500 where me your host mikey manfredi will be watching 500 independent wrestling matches throughout the year 2020 thank you all again for joining me on another lap let's jump right into it first up we have a match from black label pro we have kylie ray versus shaza mckenzie uh, and this match was pretty good. Uh, there was a lot of technical wrestling to start off. There was, uh, it was kind of a basic, just a basic wrestling match. Like Shaza felt like she was playing the heel a little bit here because how can Kylie Ray ever play the heel? Because you know it's Kylie Ray. Come on. It felt like a very just bare bones wrestling match where it's like the heel dominates most of the time, and the face has a false comeback, and they get a good comeback, and there was no big flashy spots or anything. And in the end, Kylie Ray ends up taking it home with the crossface on Chaza McKenzie and winning the match. I gave this match three meatballs out of five, just because it was a good wrestling match, and both of these competitors put in good work, and it was just fine. Next up, we have a match between Ethan Page and Jordan Grace from Black Label Pro for the Black Label Pro Championship at BLP Jam. Uh, this, match, this match was good. It was basically all Ethan Page all the time uh there was some big there were some spots where jordan grace came back and uh got some offense in and that was great uh there was a lot of there was just a lot of big muscle in this match like they were just throwing each other around tossing each other around there were some big spots here and there jordan grace hits a reverse electric chair onto the apron uh she hits a big pounce uh and the match ends when jordan grace wins with a countout victory after she does three suicide dives to Ethan Page and retains her Black Label Pro Championship. Um, this match was fine. I didn't really like the the, the fact that Jordan Grace had, uh, won by countout. I think it could have been a more decisive victory. So I gave this match 2.5 meatballs because, you know, I wasn't really a fan of the fact that they made her win by countout. I thought that was kind of uh, a cop-out. Next up, after Jordan Grace and Ethan Page, we have a match from Beyond Wrestling. We have Keith Lee versus Mia Yim. Hashtag Yimitless. So this match, the general vibe of this match was like, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, it's like if a rogue fought a barbarian. Like, it was like very much agility versus strength, and it was... Actually, a really fun match to watch. Uh, Mia Yim actually starts this match off on the the front foot, which is surprising. Like, I kind of thought Keith Lee would start off dominating and Mia Yim would come back. But Mia Yim starts off the match on the front foot and takes it to Keith Lee. She's giving him kicks and chops and dodging everything he's throwing at her and really, really taking it to him. And it's cool. There was a lot of big moves in this match, especially from Keith Lee. Uh, There was a spot where Lee just throws yim across the ring he hits her with a huge spirit bomb which he kicks out of and the moonsault which he kicks out of and yim was really 
really hanging in there all match. She was kicking out of everything Keith Lee was throwing at her. Uh, it was a really, really good match, and it ended. It ends with Mia Yim winning with a victory roll on Keith Lee and getting the three count. This match, I gave four and a half meatballs out of five just because it was awesome. I All the false finishes got me. I never knew when it was actually going to end. I was rooting for M- Mia Yim to beat Keith Lee. Always, she was playing the underdog really, really well. Uh, she was selling all of Keith Lee's moves like death, and it looked great. Uh, I was a big fan of this match. I gave it four and a half meatballs out of five. Next up, we have a match from Absolute Intense Wrestling, and we have Candice LeRae versus Johnny Gargano, and this match was insane. I loved this match. Um, they both put on an amazing show. Uh, Johnny Gargano was doing some heel work here and there. Uh, Candice LeRae was playing the underdog incredibly well. The match, the match starts off just incredibly fast and just never stops. These two barely ever stop for a second and just keep going and keep just putting spots out left and right and it's wild to watch. There's a funny clip that I like from this match uh, with Johnny Gargano apologizing to Candice LeRae before kicking her in the head. Uh, here's here's that clip. You and I see it underneath. Oh. Oh, see eye to eye a lot. Watch the kick. Oh. Watch the kick, and he apologized. Yeah, this match was back and forth, back and forth. These two were just putting on a clinic. Like Candace ends up putting Gargano into the Gargano escape at one point. Johnny hits Candace with a big face buster on the turnbuckle. Candace shoots back with a suicide dive to a DDT right on the floor in the front row of the audience. But in the end, after all this back and forth, Candace LeRae gets a roll up on Johnny Gargano and ends up winning the match. I gave this match 4.5 out of 5 meatballs because this match was insane. Both of these competitors did an amazing job. It was an incredible match, and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I could. I was just. It had me hooked when the action started and just never stopped. And I was always. And if if I felt like if I blinked, I would have missed like a big section of the match. So I gave this match a 4.5 out of 5 because I enjoyed it very much, and the match was awesome. I recommend it. After that. We have a match from DDT Pro, and it is Akito versus Asuka. No, not WWE Asuka. It's DDT Pro's Asuka, which is, who is different. Uh, in a fluorescent light death match, but the rules of this match are a little different. There is one singular light tube in the ring, and you can win the match. You you can win the match by either pinfall or submission, like normal, or if your opponent breaks the light tube first. If if someone breaks the light tube, they lose. Uh, and this match is for the DDT Extreme title, uh, which is held by Akito going into it. And this match was insane. This match was so unique and so different and so great. Like, the agility and precision and timing this match needs to wrestle around the light tube like they did and making sure it never breaks even by accident is something special it's really 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 fun to watch both of these competitors are incredibly talented to be able to even do this like and dance around this this light tube the whole match um and it was really really cool 
honestly, it's a miracle it doesn't just break, like, accidentally at some point. Uh, they're doing, like, it's on the ropes. They're doing spots off the ropes. It didn't fall or anything. It's awesome. Uh, in the end, though, Akito ends up winning the match when Asuka breaks the light tube when she kicks him in the head and he holds it up in front of him. And the light tube breaks and Akito wins. Uh, this match, I gave a 4.75 out of 5 meatballs because it was just amazing to watch. Uh, the way they danced around this light tube, the way they incorporated it into the match, and the way these two competitors were just so agile and so aware and so... And just playing... The way they played around it was just so funny and so incredible and so awesome that I highly recommend you watch it. It's, uh... I think it was one of 2019's matches of the year, so you should definitely watch it if you can. Next up, we have Zach Gibson versus Chuck Mambo in Riptide Wrestling. Uh, this match was really cool. It started off almost like a dance. Like, these two were... The way these two were competing in the ring together were almost it was almost like dancing. They were very... There was choreographed stuff here and there. There was a funny kick... There was a funny pin spot where they were both pinning each other. And they both synchronized kickouts, and it was really great. This match showed how good of a heel Zach Gibson could be. Uh, he was doing a lot of great, great heel work, and it was really, really cool to watch. Um, and there was a wide shot when they were on the outside, and I noticed that Riptide Wrestling has the ring mic'd up, which is really, really cool, so you can hear what the wrestlers are saying to each other, which I love, because I, I love when wrestlers talk to each other in the ring, and they are throwing insults or just doing funny spots or something like that. Just, I love when I can hear what they're saying instead of it just being like, oh, what, what's that? I can't I can't really hear whatever. I guess it's nothing. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. There are some really crazy, awesome sequences in this match um, between these two guys, and I thought this match was great. Uh, Chuck Bombo ends up winning in the end, though. I ended up giving this match 3.5 out of 5 meatballs just because it was good. It was good, fun, clean wrestling it was just it was just enjoyable to watch next up we have a match from another match from beyond wrestling we have bear country versus the butcher and the blade this was a big boy battle let me tell you a big beefy boy battle uh these two these two teams really just went at each other and it felt like every time they collided it was just like a giant 18-wheeler truck collision every single time. Uh, it's weird, though, because it starts off like a normal tag match with just two people in the ring and two people on the outside waiting to get tagged in. But then the two people end up just coming in and never going back out, so there's never a tag in this tag match. Uh, that was a little weird. They kind of just fought whoever all the whole time. There was There was not a single tag at all throughout this whole match. Everyone is just in it the same. It's like a tornado tag match in the 2K games. It's weird. But there were some good spots here and there. Uh, they put in they put in some good work. I gave this match three meatballs out of five. It's not any higher because of the way because of the way they absolutely threw the tag rules out the window. And it was weird to me that there was never a tag in this tag match. After that, we have a match from Ring of Honor. We have Mandy Leone versus Taylor Hendricks in a no disqualification match. And this match was insane. Uh, it started off before the bell even rung when Taylor Hendricks interrupted Mandy Leone during her entrance and just started beating the crap out of her. There was chair spots. There was table spots. There was a chain spot. There was 
interferences and De- like Deanna Perrazzo ends up interfering on behalf of Mandy Leon and trying to hit Taylor Hendricks with a chair and missing and hitting Mandy Le- and, and there was just huge huge spots and it was uh, a lot of good visuals too. Uh, there was one point where Mandy was bleeding from her mouth and her and Hendricks were sitting in chairs hitting each other and Mandy just spit blood at Taylor Hendricks and she just had blood on her the rest of the match which was really really sick. There was a big spot with a ladder in a corner and the ladder, uh, Mandy ends up throwing Taylor into the ladder and it falls and it almost hits her in the head. It was really scary. Uh, it was a point where it looked like Mandy was going to just absolutely destroy Taylor with a chair, but then she kind of second guesses herself and puts it down and starts kind of contemplating her decisions and why she's been doing all of this. And of course, Taylor grabs the chair, sneaks up behind her and hits her with it and then ends up taking advantage of that. Winning with a goodnight kiss onto a giant pile of chairs and getting the pinfall victory. Uh, I gave this match four meatballs out of five just because the action was insane. And every minute was like, oh god, what are they going to do to each other next? I, I don't even know. This match is getting like very, very hardcore. Uh, it was great. I enjoyed it a lot, so I gave it four out of five meatballs. Next up, we have a more comedy-centered match from First Wrestling. Uh, we have Joey Ryan versus Penelope Ford. Uh, this match was great. This match was so much fun. Uh, the match, of course, starts off with Joey Ryan being Joey Ryan. Uh, here's a quick clip of that. Big part of a lot of intergender wrestling over the years. In fact, the first time I ever saw Penelope Ford was in an intergender four-on-four elimination tag team match. Whoa, wait, hold on. He's now. This match starts off away any Joey Ryan match. Usually starts with Joey Ryan trying to get his opponent, Penelope Ford, to touch his dick. Uh, and, of course, she never does it voluntarily because everybody knows Joey Ryan's dick is very powerful. <laughs> like I said last week, I think it's more powerful than The Undertaker. But, just me. Uh, there was a point where Penelope looked like she was going to do it, but ends up grabbing Joey Ryan by the nipples and throwing him into a nip toss. Yes, a nip toss. Not a hip toss. A nip toss. Uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, and while there was a point where Joey Ryan was in the corner and Penelope Ford goes in his trunks and grabs the blow pop that he always has in there and she shoves it in her bra just to, now, now they bolt, now, now she's got the, now she's got the blow pop, which is one of Joey Ryan's like biggest finishing ways to finish a match, uh, there was a point where Joey Ryan gets Penelope Ford down and gets three consecutive two counts in a row and then claims he won the match twice because it's a six count altogether. Uh, so that was pretty funny. Uh, here's a clip. Lateral press. Not hooking the leg. Not hooking the leg. A little deeper and even a little deeper yet with the hook of the leg. Not enough to put... Penelope Ford away. It was six, but you don't have to. You don't add the near fall. That doesn't work. Did not win. Shoulder was up multiple times. All in all, this match was fun. I really enjoyed watching it. There was a lot of funny spots uh, back and forth. Joey Ryan towards the end ends up pulling out another blow pop that he has stored in his trunks. Of course he does. But Penelope Ford ends up stealing that one as well. And she shoves it in Joey's mouth. 
and ends up throwing him into the ropes and uh, pantsing him a little bit. So Joey Ryan's whole ass is basically out at this point. And then she takes the blow pop that was still in her bra and she shoves it right up Joey Ryan's butt. You'll see that visual for yourself if you watch this match. It's pretty funny. Uh, But after that, she hits him with a springboard cutter and wins the match. Penelope Ford takes it home. Uh, This match was just funny. It was fun. It was just... It was a Joey Ryan match. If if you've seen him before, you know you you know what to expect. Uh, it's it was great. I enjoyed it. I had a really fun time. I it made me laugh the whole time. So I give this match four meatballs out of five. Last but not least, we have jet a match from Wrestle Circus between Gentleman Jervis and Colin Delaney. This was Colin Delaney's debut in Wrestle Circus, actually. And this match was just fantastic. Uh, I love Gentleman Jervis. I think he's so funny. I think he's so, I think he's so good at the genre of wrestling that he does, and is just is just becoming a master at it. And I really love watching him work. Uh, it's always fantastic. So there were some great spots in this match, uh, like Colin Delaney blowing a kiss to Jervis and Jervis catching it and throwing it in his and saving it for later. There's a there, there's a spot where. Jervis calls for a dirty dancing spot where he like lifts Colin Delaney up over his head, but he ends up hitting him with a big backdrop instead. Uh, there was a slap fight. There was a point where they both get really pumped up from the slap fight and start grabbing chairs from the audience and just throwing them in the ring like ECW, <laughs> like that one ECW spot. So the ring is just full of chairs, and then they get in and they realize that they don't really want these chairs in there, and they calm down a little bit. So they clean up the chairs and put them back. A cane gets introduced to the mix, and the ref gets knocked out. So it turns into a mat. It turns into a fight of they. They both they both start Eddie Guerreroing each other with the cane. Like Colin Delaney would throw it to Jervis and fall down, and then Jervis would throw it to Delaney and fall down, and they just fought over it the whole time. Uh, and then when the ref is finally back on uh, their feet, both of them have the cane in their hands. They're fighting over it. Uh, and then they both simultaneously throw it to the referee and fall down, and they're asked, and they and they said the ref should DQ themselves. Uh, it was very very funny. Colin Delaney does this cool thing where if there where if his opponent's sitting on the ropes, he'll slide underneath the bottom one and hit him with a German. Uh, that was really sick. I was really into that move. Uh, it was super cool. Um, but in the end, Gentleman Jervis wins the match with a roll up. Uh, I thought this match was great. It really showed off both of these guys and what they can do. And it showed off Jervis's, uh, specific brand of wrestling very well. And Colin Delaney played along really well. And they, they both just shined like stars of this match. And it was really, really funny. And I, I love comedy wrestling is one of my favorite things now. Um, I've noticed, uh, it's really great to watch. It's really, it's a really cool, new, interesting take on wrestling. I really enjoy it. And it brings a smile to my face every time I watch it. I gave this match 4.5 meatballs out of 5 just because it constantly had me laughing. I was never not smiling throughout this whole match. So I had to give it 4.5 out of 5. Well, that brings us to the end of this lap of Mikey's Indy 500. That is another 10 matches in the books. So remember to stay subscribed to this feed and make sure... 
you send me your match suggestions to at hit the books pod on Twitter with the hashtag HTB 500. Let me know which matches I should watch in the independent scene. And I will shout you out on the show when you suggest a match to me. Thank you again for joining me on my race through the independent scene. Remember, if you stay subscribed to this channel, you can get other shows like uh, the main show I'm on, Hit the Books, where it is a SmackDown booking show uh, with me and my co-host Ryan Knightsey, where we book an episode of SmackDown every week, all the whole two hours, segments, uh, backstage interviews, matches, results, cha- title changes, everything. We book it all. Uh, it's like our own, it's like our own little fantasy booking show. Uh, you should definitely listen to that too. It's right on this feed along with Mikey's Indy 500. Uh, and thank you very much for listening in and tuning in and continuing, continuing to join me on my race through the independent scene. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.